A Twitter post happened today, and league executives are wondering what it means. It's a very strange tweet. Very strange. No. I don't even know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Have you ever thought no. you were texting and tweeting? <laughs> Kevin Durant? No. Explosive, irritable text today from me to my wife that made it on Twitter. Let's go around the horn. There you go. Oh. Well played. Here's another tweet. The ones who are locked in that gym with me know what it is. They know what I'm about. If you haven't been in there with me, ask around. I say again, very strange tweet. Very strange. Why? You ask yourself, why would Kevin Durant tweet that? We are now on day six of Brian Windhorst references and day six of Kevin Durant's trade request. Do you believe the Warriors' interest? Is Miami preparing a godfather move? Is there another destination out there? Frank Isola, go. Player empowerment means never having to take accountability and never having to live up to your end of the bargain. Whoa. He did sign a four-year contract, Whoa. but guess what? He, he doesn't want to be there anymore, which is... I'm surprised that he's doing this. But, of course, all these teams are going to be involved. As he said, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am? It's going to take a lot to get him back. The fact that DeAndre Ayton hasn't been moved yet, Tyler Hero hasn't been moved, Donovan Mitchell, John Collins, somewhere out there among this group of players, there must be some massive deal that's going to happen at some point. Okay, but let's cut to the chase, Frank Isola. You sound personally insulted by all this. No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, well, there's the whole thing about player empowerment. It's good for one person. The player, it's not good for the organization, and it's certainly not good for the fans. So he signed a four-year contract. Kevin Durant wants to leave Oklahoma City as a free agent. Knock yourself out. You signed up for four years. It hasn't worked out with you and Kyrie. Let's face it, Kyrie's been a big problem, and now you're adios. Get me out If of you it. were to say one team, keep an eye on one team, who would it be? <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest with you. I think it would be the Utah Jazz because of Danny Ainge, and I think that that could be the centerpiece of maybe a massive deal where maybe Donovan Mitchell comes back to the Brooklyn Nets. Because remember, as everybody knows, and George will talk about the you know rookie max deal, it's hard to trade. There's a lot of players that can't be traded with Ben Simmons on the roster, including Andrew Wiggins, DeAndre Ayton, and Bam Adebayo. It's very complicated. So it's true. You find yourself asking, what are the Jazz doing? Yeah. Justin Tinsley, I'll go to you now. (laughs) Look, as Frank said, I think that tweet is just the 2022 version of I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. And and everybody knows how talented this guy is. We don't need to run off his resume. But I know Golden State has been a sexy headline as of recent days and a possible reunion there. But I'm going to focus on one of the teams that, you know, reportedly made his trade destination request, and that's Miami. Mm -hmm. Look, for everything we know about Miami, we understand it's a next man up culture. But Pat Riley, the Pat Riley loves a superstar. This is a guy that is one with everybody from Wilt to Shaq to LeBron to D-Wade and almost got Patrick Ewing a title in New York. (laughs) If he has a chance to get a superstar of this ilk, I think everybody on that organization, not named Bam for contractual purposes in Butler because they love Jimmy Butler. I think everybody is Well, is that enough, though? I I mean, if you're taking Bam off the table, which he has to be per league rule, is that enough? It's interesting. You said he won a title with everybody from Wilt. I'm like, when did he coach Wilt? He played with Wilt. He played with Wilt. Courtney Cronin, I turn to you. 
Yeah, I think that he was just paraphrasing Drake from Stay Scheming. You know, we weren't with him shooting in the gym. It was a Kevin Durant tweet. He had it out there for a little bit, and then he deleted it. Here's the thing. No one is questioning Kevin Durant's work ethic. We're questioning his decision-making because he wanted to team up with Kyrie Irving to go to the Brooklyn Nets and win a championship. It was two players who had won championships with their respective teams and wanted to do something kind of on their own but together with the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. It didn't work out. Kevin Durant saw a toxic situation and wanted to leave it. And to Frank's point of player empowerment, not too many players can do that. With four years remaining on their contract, it's Kevin Durant. If he says he wants out, everyone is going to be listening, including the Golden State Warriors. I completely understand why they would be interested in bringing him back there. I'm not so sure how realistic that is, but I can absolutely see the logic behind it. George Sedano, just a little twist on this to you. Kevin Durant, still the Kevin Durant you move every piece in your franchise to get? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. I I mean, look, he's still incredible when you watched him play last year. The reason the Nets didn't advance had nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Now, let uh, let me start here, okay? I did a little investigative reporting on that tweet that you put up there. What he's referring to are the Nets fans who are out there claiming that, well, you know what? They paid him $40 million to rehab on their dime. And and look, first of all, let's start with this. Every team in the league would have absolutely paid Kevin Durant $40 million to rehab on their dime, including the Golden State Warriors, who had his rights at that particular time or had the opportunity to re-sign him at that particular time. Now, Frank Isola may be taking this personally because, you know, we'll have to wait and see who's going to be on those Nets broadcasts for him to discuss uh, during the regular season so I can understand where he may take that one personally. Here's the other part of the equation. All this stuff about Bam Adebayo or Donovan Mitchell and the guys in the rookie extensions that can't move, yes, that is absolutely correct, except... By the way, the Nets can absolutely move Ben Simmons in a deal, which then will allow them to take back one of those players, which is they can do it in a three-team deal, they could do it in a one-on-one deal, or a completely separate deal with Ben Simmons. That's some creative thinking there from Sedano. I'll bring Isola back in. Maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe it's not personal. Maybe it's just business. Please, Frank, go ahead. Yeah. And George is still upset that P.J. Tucker left heat culture for Philadelphia. Here's the thing about Kevin Durant. Everyone knows that he's a great leader. He leads by example. But Kevin Durant also knows what we all know. He'd rather go to a place that has dominant leadership, like the guys in Golden State, like Chris Paul, like the guys in Miami. He doesn't really have the appetite to put up what you needed to put up with Kyrie Irving. That's why he wants to get out. The other team to look out for, the one that I heard today, Toronto. That could be getting serious. Maybe Scotty Barnes involved in a big trade like that. Can you imagine Kevin Durant... Force wanting out, and he ends up not even, not even in the country. He ends up in Toronto, which would be a great deal. Doesn't that just crater the Brooklyn Nets franchise, though, Frank? I mean, as it is not right now, they get... haven't made the trades yet. Aren't they not still contenders next year? Well, well, they still have a lot of players. And if you're going to get back Scotty Barnes, and if you're going to get a lot of draft pickbacks back and swaps, at least they're going to get something for Kevin Durant, which is more than you can say a lot of times that the trades that they made years ago when they took on Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. That's the one that blew up in their face. I don't know, Frank. I think you're insulted a little bit. Insulted a little bit here. A little bit. A little bit. We'll move on. Jazz trading Rudy Gobert to Minnesota from this week. We missed it because we were off. Let's let's talk about that. Why would the Jazz do that? I cannot stop. I can't (laughs) stop windhorsing. The latest on Donovan Mitchell's future with the franchise, unknown. And for Minnesota, the Twin Cities now have their Twin Towers. We haven't seen a team embrace this much size 
in a generation of basketball. Was this more about Utah or Minnesota, George? It's about Minnesota, Tony, because they want to win now. They clearly got a taste of winning the play-in. It felt like they won the championship the way that they celebrated <laughs> that play-in victory. I mean, guys around the league were laughing about their celebration at that point. But they are a team that has real talent on it. Carly Anthony Towns was a guy that just a couple of years ago, all the GMs were pulled in their GM survey and thought he was the guy you want to build around the most. So this is a guy who's got that kind of talent. They've got a guy like D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, Anthony Edwards, to me, is a superstar in the making at this point. So they feel like they're a piece away from being in that upper echelon of the Western Conference and competing for home court advantage. So to me, this is about the T-Wolves, less about the Jazz, who I feel like are just rebuilding. Cronin? No, I agree 100%. They are coming off their most successful season in 18 years. So, of course, they're trying to run this thing back as quickly as possible, realizing that they've got to add because everybody in the Western Conference is getting better and adding, too. So when you have a team that was 22nd in opposing field goal percentage at the rim, you bring in a really dominant rim protector. Like the one thing that I get a little worried about, though, in pairing Rudy Gobert with Carl Anthony Towns is you're not really getting that offensive output from Gobert. Like you're going to have to find that other places on the roster, and they can certainly do that with Anthony Edwards, who is a rising star in his own right. But you take a look at this team, new ownership, new leadership in the front office, and Chris Finch, who's uh, you know still relatively new in his tenure in Minnesota, they said that they didn't want to wait any longer with the moves that they made. They're going for it right now. Justin Tinsley. Yeah, and everything that Courtney and George just said about Minnesota is absolutely spot on, but I'm choosing to focus actually on Utah. Rudy Gobert is one of the most decorated players in that franchise history just by accomplishments. Three-time defensive player of the year, six-time all-defense, three-time all-star. And if you can trade that and get back nine players in return, five players and four draft picks, that is a haul. So I, I commend them for that. But now I'm my question is, okay, so what really happens with Donovan Mitchell now? Unless a hypothetical KD trade is in the works, I just don't I don't know who they're going to put beside him to be that other guy with them in Utah. I'm, with the new coach, obviously their second best player gone now. I don't see how this Utah Jazz team as currently constructed makes their seventh consecutive uh, postseason appearance next year. And so, yes, I feel like Utah won the trade, but this is definitely a rebuild. So now it's just a matter of how long will Donovan Mitchell stay around for this rebuild. And Frank Isola. I like Rudy Gobert a lot, but as a dominant player, he never got out of the second round, and that includes losing two games to the Clippers after Kawhi Leonard blew out his knee. You get five first-round picks, their first-round pick this year, obviously, and then four more. For me, this is about Utah, and the Cliff Notes version of what Winhorse was saying was Danny Ainge is going to look to rebuild. He brings in a first-year head coach in Will Hardy, and that's why I think, to Justin's point, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be on the move. And for Minnesota, there were people on this show that told me Patrick Beverly was the key to the team. He's the key. Their coaching staff told us that. And now they get rid of the guy. I did think he gave them a little bit of an edge. I love the size of Minnesota, but come on, man. They never make the playoffs. And now they're giving up five first-round picks. All right. Right. Your face when you're talking about Patrick Beverly now. It seems like you're <laughs> insulted a little bit. It just seems like a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Sedona, last word You here. guys all told me. Tony, I think we have to question the fit, though. There's not going to be a lot of space there because you're going to have to put Rudy Gobert on That's what I'm interested about. You know, can it team that to me is the that question. much size contend in today's NBA? Is it such a different roster Milwaukee. that they can dominate 
or is it such a different roster that they're playing? That's that's the question. Milwaukee and Boston. And Frank, how dare you ask for the Cliff Notes version of Brian Windhorst? I mean, the long and winding road was the best. I mean, Courtney, you were hosting for sake when he went Windhorst on us. What was it like to be six feet away from a transcendent performance like that? I didn't realize that it was going to break the internet, but I feel like everybody on here is making me sound smart in suggesting that Kevin Durant might actually be going to Utah when Wendy told me no. Yeah, but it's him and Usher that broke the internet. Complicated. What? Damn right. <laughs> we'll be back by ourselves. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. USC, UCLA to the Big Ten last week. Very strange move. Very strange indeed. Uh, news of the day, though. CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd reporting. Some of the remaining Pac-12 now fearing Pac-listeness. Deep in discussions with the Big 12. So that's Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, Washington. George. What does this all do to college football and college sports, and what does this do to geography? Well, let's start with geography. As someone who tries to teach their kid geography based on sports, this has kind of messed all that up for me. Now I can't teach my daughter anything about geography based on sports. It's great for UCLA and USC in regards to finances. It's bad for the kids in regards to travel, particularly with the sports that play every other day or multiple times a week. But the Pac-12 is in deep trouble, Tony. They are at their most vulnerable that they've ever been, particularly with a contract uh, for TV well, rights. Well, talk to me the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merging to some enormous Pac-Big, Big Pac. Could that be the future? I mean, yeah, you're looking at a 22-team or 24-team conference, perhaps. But then what does the ACC do? Notre Dame is tied to them in every sport but football. There's going to be a lot more movement here. This is just another domino to fall. It may be the largest one we've had to this point, but there will be more. 
Yeah, I'm buying that the alliance was one big farce. A uh, bunch of conferences saying we're not going to poach your member institutions because that's exactly what the Big Ten did in getting USC and UCLA, who we know the TV dollars are just going to go up, up, up. And I think at this point, this is kind of like the English Premier League. You have two super conferences and a bunch of smaller, more inferior conferences. And this is really going to kind of tilt the competitive balance and competitive power in college football in ways we've never seen it before. Justin Sinsley. Yeah, I'm buying that it's going to make the Big Ten more money that, that it can even imagine right now. And I'm buying that the Pac-12 will cease to exist as a singular body probably within the next five years or so. But what I'm selling is every other sport that's not football. Football is really only played on Saturdays. Every other sport, as I believe George said, plays throughout the week. So well, what's going to happen when USC has to go to Maryland to play them in volleyball on a random Wednesday? How are those travel arrangements going to look? This is a football singular deal, and everyone else just has to fall in line, unfortunately. Yeah, when UCLA men or women's soccer goes to play Rutgers, it's going to be easy for me to get there. It's not going to be easy for them to get there on a Wednesday. It's ridiculous. And Tony, I thought you were going to call it the Super PAC. How about that? that you know, I wish I had which your... Could, uh, which could include Stanford and Cal. But the college administrators, you can't sit there and tell me. And I get it. Everything's about money with NIL. Great for the athletes and the, the football teams. I don't have a problem with this. But for the other sports, it's disgraceful. And how are you going to sit there as a college administrator and talk about student-athletes? Please stop. All it is is about money. Fire sell two. Nick Kyrgios playing Wimbledon and on this run to the quarterfinals. Charged with assaulting his ex-girlfriend last December in Australia. Details not yet public. He'll be in court next month if found guilty. Could face two years in prison. This Wimbledon run filled with the usual on-court Kyrgios outburst. Spitting towards a fan and then the feisty match with Tsitsipas and Underhand serves. His next opponent, Christian Guerin, describes him as good for tennis, clearly solely talking about his tennis play and intensity on the court. How do you consider Curios, Courtney? The on the court stuff like was entertaining, but it's absolutely at the line. Like I did think the underarm serve clearly got under CT Pass's skin. He, you know, hit the ball against like that backdrop and he was clearly very frustrated with it. We know that Kyrgios can beat really good opponents. Can he do it consistently? So I don't know if he's great for the sport considering all of the ancillary stuff around him, but you know, as far as Wimbledon, it's a weaker field, so it's entertaining right now for the audience. Justin Tinsley. Look, I'm all for stuff like the underhanded serve, and I'm all for certain theatrics because if it provides a certain entertainment value that tennis kind of, uh, they, they, they pretty much avoid it. Yeah. But can this guy be, can he stop being his own worst enemy on and off the court? And he hasn't won a major yet, and you just mentioned the assault case. There's no way you can be the face of a sport with those two things to, uh, 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 looming over your head. So I don't think he's the face of the sport, and I don't think he will be for some time. Right, Sola. To Justin's point, the great John Macro, who's terrific on TV, was talking about Kyrgios, Kyrgios, and he said, you know, if you would just stick to tennis and stop all the nonsense, then he said, you know what? I, it sounds like I'm talking about myself, because that's the way John McEnroe used to be, and Serena has emotional outbursts, but they win. This is a guy that causes all kinds of nonsense. I think he's good for tennis. You know what? You can be classy and win. I'll give you a name. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal. It happens in the sport. George Dano. 
Tony, this is a gentleman who certainly has uh, a lot of demons. He's even talked about recently how his agent had to bring him out of a pub at like four in the morning when he was going to face Rafael Nadal the next day. But compartmentalizing it just to the tennis part, I think the tennis part is great because of what Frank just alluded to with the McEnroe aspect of it. Every sport needs a villain, and on the floor or on the court in this particular case, which is what I'm specifically referring to, I think he plays that role well. Green versus Djokovic, the All England Club. Frank, I slowly want a last word in here, please. Well, I was going to say, everyone thinks the villain is Novak Djokovic. How about the match he played today? Down two sets to the How about that back All the way back against the Italian. Yeah, how about that backhand? He, he, nobody takes five. Comes back from two, two love like um, Mr. Right. Djokovic. But that is the last word for Isola. And Justin Tinsley, sorry to say, it'll be a Courtney Cronin, George Sedano showdown in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. On the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. George Sedano, Courtney Cronin, good luck in showdown. Jeannie Buss tweeting, she misses Kobe Bryant, the greatest Laker ever, because he understood team over self. All can reply is how she ended it. George, reply. Wow, looks like a big subtweet here. Tony, I will fall into your trap. Do I think this is about LeBron James? Perhaps, because I think there's an inherent pressure when you are in business with LeBron James to win and win at all costs. Courtney? Yeah, this is a shot at LeBron James. I think it foreshadows that maybe he's the only one in the front office of the Lakers who wants to orchestrate Kyrie for Russell Westbrook. And uh, she sent that at 11-11, so kind of curious timing on that. Yeah, sometimes you give a wish then. She put a curse on LeBron, it seems like. Point, Courtney Cronin, we'll move on. Joey Chestnut winning again the hot dog eating contest. He had a protest interruption, but he still got through it. He had an injured leg and got through that. He was on crutches. Was this his flu game, Courtney? You guys can see the letters behind me, right? What does that say? Chicago. I'm not going to disrespect Michael Jordan in the city I'm in okay. right now. Okay, George Sedano, how about you? Joey Chestnuts. <laughs> Tony, forget about the flu game. Did you see that takedown? He should go sign with Dana White next year. Good Lord. Courtney Cronin, 30 seconds of FaceTime. Like everyone, I am heartbroken 
over the events that took place in Highland Park on the 4th of July. A shooter fired off 70 rounds into a crowd of people that were there to take their children and take their family members to a 4th of July parade. Six people are dead. And then later on last night, another shooting happened at Philadelphia during the fireworks display. I'm not here to make any big political statement. I am a heartbroken community member. I didn't grow up far from Highland Park, Illinois. My heart goes out to everyone affected by yet another tragic mass shooting. We were saying before, this is where you played your, your sports and your games and your youth. A uniquely American holiday, a uniquely American tragedy. It doesn't have to be this way.